Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversation with Calvin, We the Species. Yeah, I'm I'm getting chronological, uh, even though this will probably kind of pop up on your screens in, in January. Uh, but um, we're actually six days from Christmas. So just to kind of put it uh, in perspective. Um, so it's December 19th. And as I mentioned to Kristen, this because we all take time off and disappear, um, go places that are warm, although it's going to be warm enough eventually here. You're in uh, Florida, right, Kristen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's actually okay. cold this week, though, so I'm kind of liking it. I know. I, I was seeing some weather things. You, you guys are going to have some really cold temperatures. So uh, I'm with Kristen Satterfield. Uh, we we kind of did an interview uh, some months ago, and it was kind of funny because she was in the, the process of, of publishing. And that's part of our main reason to be here today, Lightning Rising. It's a dystopian look at the future, and we're going to talk all about that. We'll get to it. Uh, but it's funny, when we did this six months ago, we uh, uh, this was coming, but it wasn't here, but it's here now. Uh, so we want to talk about that. But uh, uh, Kristen's journey to, to get here uh, has been an exceptional journey, and I'm always fascinated by it because of the... Um, uh, the overcoming of things and the arrival. That was a great science fiction movie, by the way. Oh my gosh, yes. That's my the favorite arrival. one, actually. Yeah. Yep, the arrival. Uh, long story, but uh, so I know all about that. So, you know, at your arrival, uh, and and it, it's it really, it's kind of stuff they, you know, they write books and make movies about your journey to where you are now. Um, it's a, a very special journey overcoming things um you know we shall overcome so uh that's why we're here uh, and 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 welcome back Kristen and maybe you. if you could um uh, do a little bio and 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 kind of uh, just a little bit of a history your journey uh and then we'll jump into you Take it away. yeah for sure no thank you for having me back it's a uh, really fun to always talk with you so I really enjoy this um yeah, um, I guess like the short and sweet of my biography is, um, I think we'll talk more about this in depth, but um, I was born um, with multiple uh, kind of brain things that cause a uh, reading and writing disability. So I have things like it's very difficult for me to hear phonics. Um, I think I last time I did a diagnosis, I had like seven different disabilities and I just can't name them all. But one of the big ones was dyslexia. Um, so growing up, you know, I think the hardest part for me was reading and writing, obviously, and um, I could comprehend was being said to me. In fact, lots of teachers would write that like Kristen doesn't know what the word is, but she replaced it with a different word. Wow. So like I could comprehend it really well, but I couldn't say the words out loud or I couldn't read it just right just because of all this stuff. Um, so I think at an early age, actually, I really disliked um, writing and reading. And then uh, about third grade, I had this really amazing teacher and she kind of inspired in me this passion for reading to the point I started reading at like levels above, right? My grade. Um, and I could consume books in a day and just, you know, all the time had a head in book. I loved it. Um, but I still hated writing. It's funny, actually. I was telling my parents this the other day, as I remember, and they remember it too, is when I had taken a spelling bee. I was really bad. I've always been bad at spelling bees. Um, and I came home and I was like, I don't know why people like writing. I hate writing. Writing's stupid. Um, and then, you know, um, obviously I grew to love that. Um, a short story of that was eighth grade had another great teacher. You know, we kind of had to like write a short story based off a 
inspirational book, like read a book, you know, be inspired and then like write a short story. Right. So I did that and ended up being like, I don't want to stop here. And I just kept writing. Um, and that became my full, I would say first length novel. Um, it felt like that. It felt so big back then. And I actually have it over on my bookshelf and it's about like this then. And I look at that compared to like this, you know, and I'm like, oh gosh, like, you know, but in eighth grade, you know, I thought it was so big. Um, and yeah, that kind of started my writing journey. Um, and where I've been here today, you know, I've had a lot of classes, a lot of really amazing people come in and out of my life, um, stay in my life, things like that, that have, uh, moved that writing journey forward and brought me basically to where I am today, which now I, you know, I'm officially a published officer, I would say. Right. So, yeah. It's a, it's a great feeling to be a published author. And, and what I learned when I published my first novel, self-published my first novel, 16 years ago uh it, it, it's a great thing to wear and it's a great thing to say you're an author and people look at you yeah in such an interesting way uh uh it's you know our, our society you know doctors and, and lawyers and um but when you <clears throat> athletes and scientists and astronauts but when you say an author um it's right up there um yeah oh yeah for sure great thing to say um so it, it's so interesting because you uh with the dyslexia i, I can't even comprehend you know the, the things you have to overcome but along the way you went into mechanical engineering and aerospace how did you do that yes. You know, it's funny. So it actually, it started off a dream as I actually wanted to be an astrophysicist at the beginning. Um, I think the thing is my parents were always very good at inspiring, like follow your passions. And I just would look up at the sky and I was passionate about it. Um, and then I got to high school and I realized I didn't just want to sit around and like observe the stars. Like I thought that was an amazing profession, but I wanted to do more. Like I actually wanted to get to space. So I said, why not contribute to that? Um, and that kind of led into mechanical engineering, um, you know, where I was like, okay, I'm going to go study this, you know, follow that through. I started at Baylor University and then I transferred to CU Boulder, um, both amazing schools really for it, um, offered very different experiences for me. Um, I got a lot of both, but, um, yeah, obviously that's led to me now. I am a aerospace engineer at a company here in uh, Florida and it's been a really cool journey. Um, you know, I can see where the future is going and it's really, really exciting, especially this last year. I mean, you know, all the projects for, you know, exploration, it kind of, you know, it's, it's cool. And I can see it. The really cool part is now that I'm down here in Florida, I can see it from like my bedroom. Sometimes, you know, you look up and there's that lo rocket launching, you know, all the right. time. So it's really been an awesome experience as well. So yeah. I know yeah. from our past interviews, you can't talk about what you're doing. That's fine. Um, that's no. fine. It's funny. They launched the rocket. I, I didn't watch it. Um, I, I saw it online. They launched the rocket. I think in Maryland or somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Last, I think it was last night and the night before. And if you got and went outside and looked for me in, here in Jersey, you could have seen, you know, the the, the yeah the tail and stuff. I I didn't um I didn't uh, I, I wanted to uh, yeah it, uh, it's funny I I just interviewed somebody uh, we we talked about colonizing Mars uh, yeah. And that's all um that's all within the realm uh yep. these days. So changing uh we have so much to talk about. Changing so 
with all your journey, when did your your passion for writing? I mean, that that's how and when did that start? Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like I mentioned, short. It's it kind of initiated in eighth grade with that short story. Um, like I said, it became my first kind of novel. I will say it was one of those. Like looking back, it was almost like almost like a fanfic of the book I'd been reading at the time, which was A Door Within, in the sense of it had very similar themes to it. But I think it was that inspiration that got me started on like I can make a full story. Um, and then Lightning Rising specifically, um, which has been kind of the series I've been running with. I've written a few different novels that someday, thank you, that I want to, you know, get out there. But right now, that's right. This is my running one. Um, that started about junior year of high school. You know, I was, it was kind of a double thing. I was in this history class with this really cool teacher. He believed in like a interactive history. Um, so we would do things like, uh, we had a project when we were studying World War II, uh, called like Create the Dictatorship. And you had to um, basically create your perfect system, right? Where's your scapegoat? Where's your, you know, what are all these dynamics that make this system work, right? And then we would compete to be like, who's the most believable, right? Um, or be successful or whatever. Um, and then, um, you know, at the same time, I think I was going through a lot of really interesting dynamics of school. Um, I played a lot of sports in school. And so I thought to see a lot of like rivalries. I actually had come almost like a week before from a game where um, we, I was playing volleyball and we ended up getting screamed out of the, the stadium by the other people when our varsity lost by like a point. Um, and, um, you know, I was just like, it was just, it wasn't violent, but it was oppressive, I guess is the word. It was just very surprising, I guess is it. So those kind of two ideas kind of combined into what the story is with Lightning Rising now um, and the kind of foundations of where this all began. So I guess, you know, you could say eighth grade was the start of it, but really junior years when I kind of blasted off and started writing like full length novels. Okay. So. Cool. Uh, favorite authors? Oh, gosh. Uh, I always hate this question because I always forget. I mean, C.S. Lewis, I have to think, is my number one. I mean, my favorite book is um, The Last Battle. So, um, you know, I and, you know, uh, Tolkien, you know, I love those classics, um, those older fantasy writers. I think what they do with building this world, that's like that's the stuff that's inspiring to me. It's like you you came up with lore. You came up like you went seven levels deeper right, than the book you get the, like at the beginning. Um, so. Uh, those are just the ones off the top of my head. Um, oh, and now I'm going to forget his name. Uh, he wrote Red Rising, and he's that's one of my favorite new series, and I'm just suddenly blinking. Um, he's he's one of my other ones. I like I like the stories he writes. It's that same kind of idea. Once again, you know, you build this world, and, you know, I'm a big, obviously, I'm a sci-fi fan, things like that, but I do think that the genre can get a little stale once in a while when it comes to space stuff, especially, and I just felt like he had a very fresh take so i really like his writing as well so okay okay yeah um the other uh we talked about this be just before we went on air the other interesting uh, thing about you which fascinates uh is your one of your favorite subjects in, in high school which is history world war ii the rise of germany it's it's, it's usually yeah. not a lot of doesn't come up on, on a lot of people's list for favorite subjects uh, how and, and why and um, yeah. did that come about yeah so actually it came out from uh, my grandpa so all of my grandparents ended up serving in one of the wars um and one of my grandfathers he served in world war ii actually um very young like 18 you know borderline kind of kid but he would tell us kind of you know obviously watered down versions when we were children of this war stories and you know he actually ended up being 
captured on the German side and was in a camp for about three days before it ended up like just that timing. He was liberated while they were liberating, like the the allies were liberating. He remembers like waking up and seeing them come over the hill, kind of like movie scene stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So he was just very inspirational. And I think he's also actually the inspiration behind a lot of my engineering too, because he worked at NASA after that um, and was actually part of the lunar missions, helped with the space shuttle, you know, really amazing man um so i think that started that fascination and then like just in high school like i said this teacher was very good at interactive teaching and things so i found that like combination of those two and just like i think i think i find how our world gets to these points right where we accept these things right cultures get to the point where they accept these beliefs or um follow these people you know i find it fascinating so i think it was just a combination of all that that uh, led back to being one of my you know the more interesting subjects for okay. me okay yeah as i mentioned uh i'm fascinated by the whole world war ii thing i've yeah. been that way since by the way I, I was in high school too i started reading uh, uh the rise and fall of third reich by william l shira um and i was glued it's a big big thick book and i've been that way ever since i i spend countless hours especially during a pandemic watching world war ii documentaries yeah. and and mini series uh, i'm i'm fascinated by it and i could write essays about it and, yeah. <laughs> and where we are today but anyway moving along um <laughs> let's talk about because this is why we hear lightning rising this is book one uh of the shadow wars series so just start talking about it. Give us some background. Um, and and then, because um, it's dystopian. And and, yeah. and the next part of my question, uh, being that it's dystopian, um, it's your view of a future. Uh, is it happy? Is it not happy? Uh, yeah. There aren't too many happy dystopian things floating around. So uh, let's talk about Lightning Rising. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like I said, this kind of got started in high school. Um, I have been writing this series slash parts of the series for about 12 years now. I would say that um, the book that, you know, is now obviously is the final iteration. It's gone through a few different steps, but it's been pretty much the same at its core um, since the beginning. And I think when I think dystopian for me, like you said, there's not a lot of positive dystopian. I think I often see like it goes one of two ways. It goes so far deep down like this dark black hole that it's not I I get depressing. Right. Um, Or it's just so... So over the top, sometimes I think people find it unbelievable, right? Um, and so I guess I would call myself a middleman in the sense of um, it is a dystopian world, right? Like to the people in this world, at least at this point in this book, you know, it's utopia, right? They live in like the whole story plot is basically it is 2121. Um, the main character lives in a world where people have uh, medicine that they are distributed daily that keeps them healthy, happy, safe, you know, fit. Um, you know, she is one, she, the seven, the school different districts have been split into seven schools across the entire United States slash Canada, um, region. And, um, so she goes one to one of these seven schools, um, with that split. Also, there's a very tense, uh, rivalry, uh, going on between it, right? A uh, very competitive nature. And, um, the story plot here is that she is being forced from her school, to her main rival school um, by her parents. And it's something that just doesn't happen usually at her age, which is 18, um, usually not past freshman year of high school, really. So um, it's kind of like that dynamic of that, um, that obviously there's a little bit of those dystopian elements, but I would say that as my aim is always to be like 
a little grounded in realism and a little like mix of optimism, right? Like everything's not horrible. Things are good in the system, right? Like the medicine is pretty good, you know, overall is good for these people, right? The school system, the way the classes run, right? The, the students, it's very good for them. It's, uh, you know, encourages intelligence and um, individual thinking and all these other things, right? It's very like, you know, a healthy system, I guess you could say. Um, but like, obviously at the core of this all, there's something, something else going on. So um, I think that's where like that dystopian level comes on. And um, obviously at, in this, there's a tension um, in this book of war and uh, between the schools, because this rivalry is getting so deep and so uh, ingrained into the students that um, they're kind of like on that, you know, cusp basically you could say so. Yeah. Oof. And this is part one of, uh, so you, in in your mind, you've conceived of, um, I mean, I think it's a wow, a, a five part series, yeah. uh, on, of which this is book one. I mean, that is a wow. Um, overall, because you're, you're in mechanical engineering, you're in aerospace, uh, you're, you're, and I guess it's tied into lightning rising. You're, you're, um, your view of artificial intelligence, space travel. Would you ever want to go to the stars? Yes. I've always told my husband, even my husband knows, like everyone I've, uh, you know, ever known knows that if there's an opportunity, I would love to go to Mars. You know, I would love to be, live there, be part of that colonization, blah, blah, blah right? As an adult, some factors like, you know, having kids, things like that do change that a bit, but that is still like a passion in my heart that someday I would love to go there. So I am definitely all on like, Let's do that kind of board. So, yeah. I can't conceive. I mean, I know William Shatner from Star Trek, you know, jumped on, um, I don't know, I guess it was Jeff Bezos' rocket. And, and yeah, went up, yeah, yeah. And went up. <laughs> I, I um, how do I explain it? I just like my feet on, on the ground. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even totally. like flying. I, I don't even like flying. So I can't conceive, even if it's going up, you know, 50 miles, 60 miles, whatever. Yeah. I just can't conceive of of that and and knowing that there's a an engine that's putting you up there, just one little yeah. old engine. You know, it's funny when I used to fly, I used to fly a lot. Uh, I, I would sit in the back of the plane and look at that tiny little engine holding this plane up. I mean, that's yeah. me. And yeah. that's me. Totally. You can't um, think about it too hard. Yeah. If you do, it gets a little, a little sketchy. Yeah. So uh it's interesting because I, i've had a, a collection of um dystopian futurists whatever you want to uh over the last month or so you know talking and uh uh the future um it's fascinating and and i i don't think i've even mentioned but for uh, early on in my journalism career i i got involved with singularity uh oh yeah ray kurzweil Yep. And and he has this university, Singularity University, and and uh, and he was on the cover of Time magazine. I think it was Time or Newsweek back in the day. But uh, I I was fascinated by it, and 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 eventually I I got a I used my journalism credentials and I went to a three day conference in New York about the future. Yeah. yeah. And and I think his thing, uh, Ray Kurzweil, he was concerned with uh whether it was 2030 or 2045 but when man 
and machine merge. And yeah. Become yeah. one. Scary stuff. Oh yeah. Oh and, yeah. And and I listened for three days and took notes of a whole bunch of speakers. Yeah. Uh, um and 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 even Ken Jennings, uh, who won a lot of money uh on on um uh, oh gosh. The the I, I watch it all the time. Jeopardy, what's the matter with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was even there because he gave a talk because he was preparing to take on uh Watson for my yeah. and so I was two feet away from him watching him talk about he was shaving and thinking that he's gonna he's going to uh fight for mankind. Yeah. Part of yeah. artificial intelligence. Uh it, it's it's endless stuff you can think about um back to lightning rising um i I don't know enough but uh, i'm just shooting from the hip here uh is is part of that novel a little bit of harry potter and hunger games yeah so i've actually had a few people review that is the comparison would be like the two combined yeah it has obviously those elements that harry potter has in the sense of like the, instead of the um, houses, right, you've got these schools, that very similar thing. Um, actually, I had someone review, I was reading a review recently, said it was like um, uh, Goblet of Fire had some of those feels of it. Um, and then obviously, you know, there's that element of Hunger Games in the sense these students are fighting each other, right? They're, it's not the government pinning them against each other, but it's, you know, um, you know, these students uh, having these clashing and stuff. So I think it has very similar um elements to the two uh you know genres in the series and everything with them um but you know obviously there's a obviously a unique twist a uh, unique approach in a way of uh what's going on here i would say so okay. yeah um back to some basics uh, i'm always curious because you know i just finished my second novel what what is your um what is your writing process i mean it's a yeah. it's a hard it's a yes. hard, lonely thing to write. Do you have a, a particular process and take notes and ideas? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I would say my writing process is a little unstructured. It's a little more structured nowadays in the sense of like, um, I've changed how I break up my chapters. Like I used to, um, so in this, I, I had a really amazing developmental editor that kind of was like, hey, this, this helps readers read faster. So it's better if you do this amount of words per chapter, break it up like that. So that structure's changed. But um, I would say it's pretty unfiltered in the sense of like, I'd, I've always, what I've always found stifling for myself um, is writing down like beginning to end and all the points, like you do an outline in a paper. Like I, I don't like that. I kind of, how I, I say is I write where the characters lead in the sense of I know where I want the book to end, you know, every time or I want the series to end. Um, and I know where I'm starting and I maybe know key plot points, you know, that I want to happen. Um, but how the characters react, you know, where they uh, ebb and flow. Um, I kind of it's it's weird, but to say, but I, I guess I leave it up to them because I'll be writing and even myself a bit. Oh, my gosh, I didn't see this coming, you know, as I'm writing it. Right. It feels it sounds weird to say that as the writer. But, um, you know, uh, so I you know, my biggest things for inspiration stuff, too, are like um, music. That is a huge inspiration to me. So. I'll hear a song, um, you know, especially with uh, lyrical songs, you know, and that will inspire me about like a certain feeling or emotion or a scene. And then I'll go right. And that will just kind of flow into other stuff. Um, You know, I just kind of let it like come and go. And I try not to like force down and sit myself to write either. Like right now I'm a a little tired, do some stuff going on. And 
uh, instead of beating myself up for not sitting down on these days off and writing forever and ever, I'm just like, you know what, one of these days I'll be great. And I'll write like five chapters or whatever. And that's fine. And, um, you know, I just let it kind of be. So I guess I would say it's like a little bit of a free, free flowing structure. Um, that's kind of like how I go about it. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have a support structure that kind of helps? Yeah. You? Yeah. Um, obviously I have my awesome family. I mean, they've always been there. I have to say, you know, once again, they've been very good at like inspiring us to my sister and I to follow our dreams. Right. And, you know, one of the things my parents both did really well is if I have ideas, like I also like to talk them out. I'm a verbal processor. So I'll like go on walks um, with my husband, with my parents, with people and um, talk about these points and where I think they're going to go and blah, 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 and get feedback and stuff. So I have that support structure. And then now um, in these last six months, like I said, I've been really blessed with some awesome editors um, that I've made friends with this really amazing developer editor um, who's actually an author himself. It's SD Howard. Um, and, um, you know, that's been a really awesome support structure back and forth. I actually had a meeting with him last week about uh, book two and some uh, parts and stuff and where I could go with certain things. Um, so that was really cool. Um but, you know, um, that's kind of just where I found mine as a local community of support. You know, I have some online people as well. But um, I think for myself, like with my obviously like my full time job, family, everything else, I find it a little hard once in a while to always keep track of like far away connections. So I find much more like that I rely on like my local stuff. OK, OK. Um, by the way, how long um, how long I'm always curious, how long was this to pages or no i mean how long did it take to to do this i know you it's been a so, while yeah yeah so technically this book took about 12 years i would say that back in 2013 the book almost as is was basically compete and i actually at that time was actually putting even query letters out um for this story um you know looking for people um and actually throughout the last like 10 to 12 years i've been doing that um at the same time, I've been writing the sequel, the third book, other series, right? Like things like that. But I would say off and on, yeah, it's been since about 2012. Um, wow. But um, I would say the book that is now, right? Like this full book um, as formatted kind of, I guess, really took a year if we're going to look at it like in like short time because I had this this done book. And we've talked about this is, um, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I think this is done. And you send it off to an editor and they have some ideas. And when I sent it off to my developmental editor, he was like, I really like this story and these plots and blah, 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 but it's the pacing just needs some help. And, um, and I understood what he meant. Like I had, I think when I originally wrote this, especially in high school, I was afraid or was trepidation for, um, getting tense or having tense situations. Um, and so I was shy away by breaking my own tension or, or, you know, having chapters that kind of were more meandering, you know, and they developed characters, but, um, they took away from plot right mm -hmm. so um he just kind of helped me restructure that put it in the format that is today um so i think if we're going by that maybe like a year you know so okay okay yeah. um this next question is is um is a special question for me because i'm involved in it, it it's the whole you always knew you were gonna self-publish yeah. And why is that? And and how is that going? And how did it go? Yeah. That process? Because you know, I'm in the middle of that myself. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I think, you know, like you said, I kind of always knew, like, of course I reached out, like people do traditional routes, you know, the query letters, the agents and things like that. But I think as I grew, especially the more and more, and as like, I think self-published to be honest, became less stigmatized because, you know, for a long time, it was like, you're not a real author if you're self-published, right. Um, things like that, you know, um, I just was like, okay, this is the route I'm going to go because I looked at it and I said, you know, there's a value obviously to traditional publishing. There's a reason it's been around so long. Um, but the value didn't, I guess, exist for me. Um, I felt often that like, especially it's like applying for a job. I think people feel nowadays online, it just send, you know, hundreds and hundreds of things out and you get like no response or you get a generic thing. And it makes you just feel like, did you even read it? Are you, you know, looking at it? And I think on the same way, like dystopian, for instance, kind of, I wouldn't say fell out of favor, but wasn't as popular after about 2012. 2013, you know, as Hunger Games and uh, Diversion, all that kind of faded away. And so I think as far as like those people are looking for, right, the hot market thing, and that's great, but that wasn't me. Um, So it became like, how am I going to do this? And so originally, I was actually going with a hybrid publisher, which I do. I think hybrid's a great way of publishing in the sense of a little self-publish, a little help with the publishing hand um, due to just basically, to be honest, finances. And I just felt like I wasn't getting values for some things I left and self-published, but for me, I think the biggest part of that journey has been, once again, this developmental editor and the people in that community I met at the beginning of that hybrid that um, gave me the stepping stones of self-publishing. Because I think there's a lot of things you don't know. Like one great point they push a lot is um, authors think, a lot of authors think you write the book and you put it out there and then you'll just become famous, right? Or people will just read it. And the reality is no one knows your books exist unless you let them know your books exist, Right which is hard. You know, I think every, I don't think every writer was meant to be a marketer. Um, and so, you know, you got, and you, you know, it's personal, right. It's like your heart and baby and everything you're putting out there. So you're feeling a little judged. And so, you know, it was a lot of those tips and tricks that helped um, me lead to this. And I will say that it was a smoother journey than I thought it would be when I finally got down to the publishing side. You know, I found, you know, I mean, my cover, not, you know, not to toot this guy's horn, but I, I feel like it's pretty awesome. And um, I found an awesome cover artist. Um, his name's Hamilton. Um, I think it's T29 Studios. You know, he, you know, I, I just ended up connected with some really great people. So, um, you know, that, uh, that made it a lot smoother, I think, and learning to budget that and figure out and crowdfunding. That was a huge thing. I didn't know that was even a tool I could utilize. Um, until I went through this whole process was, you know, I crowdfunded this book. You know, I didn't have a few thousand dollars to spend. And um, so I said, hey, if you'll buy an early signed copy, you'll get to go to an event. You'll get to do all these things with me um, and you just pay for this. And that ended up paying for the book itself. So, wow. um, you know, really interesting process. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, you, you've already started book two, right? Yes. Yeah. So book, I would say book two is complete minus now the major changes because book one changed, right? In certain areas, there's new characters or there's aspects of the book that didn't exist before. So book two is going through its own revisal, just like book one did. But yes, I am uh, I am working on that now. I'm hoping to be done with that around March, I think. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, Me and too. I mean, it won't be published in March. It'll be published okay. like end of the year slash 24, okay. but I'll have okay. that first draft right for beta readers and my editor and stuff, hopefully Great. in March. So Great. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in March. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I love following your journey um, because part of your journey is my journey. The whole, yeah. you know, I'm in, as we talked about, I'm in the middle of, of the whole editing process and, and then boom, self-publishing, um, 
and 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 I read all these articles on self-publishing. You know, it's it's pretty good, and 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 it, it is really good. You know, uh, there's three hundred thousand new books, yeah, written each year, and and only maybe ten or twelve thousand of them get published quote traditionally. Yeah, so yeah, there's a whole wonderful world out there, and yep. and and maybe the part of the purpose of this interview is is to reach somebody uh self-publishing um well we don't have it in the title but we'll talk about that but i mean you're you're so in the middle of of self-publishing and it's so important and it's becoming more and more important as our world changes but anyway um so as we wind down uh tell people where they can get lightning rising yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, it's available on Amazon. Um, they can also go to my site, kristensatterfield.com, um, and they can get the book there. Um, but one unique factor um, I do have that I'm, like I said, things that have always inspired me is world building. Um, and so one thing I've been working to do, I've, this site is in constant development, but you can actually go to the site and explore the world of uh, Lightning Rising. You can visit oh, the cool. sites of these companies, of these schools, Um you can take a test and see where you would be placed, like which school you fit oh. best with. Um, wow. There, uh, I'll I'll hint at it now. Uh, pay attention to the end of the test because if you uh, look at certain things, you'll realize you have a code to go to special stuff that only those people of those schools can oh. see. Um, so you know, there's a lot to it there as well. And then I also um, at the end of the book, let's see one of these QR codes. So. Um, you can actually click it and there's a bonus chapter. So a lot of those, like I said, I ended up taking out a lot of things. Um, A lot of those ones I felt like still had the heart of the story, just didn't match the pacing. They are now uh, what I call like, I guess, an alternate universe or a bonus chapter section. Wow. Um, So you can go read those as well, kind of extend into, you know, what else is around. So very cool. I have to do that. Uh, I I didn't do it, but uh, I, I will do it. Uh, um, I, I have time the next 10 days to do stuff for myself so i will do that um any other comments stuff this is uh, as this as always because this is our second time around this has been so great i i marvel uh, at you and your journey and what you've accomplished uh, uh you know someday there might be a little bio somebody come along about a little bar you you have an amazing journey and and what you're doing now with this series um so, um, uh, as I said last time, come back. Thank uh, you so when much. Number yeah. two is getting kind of baked, and we'll talk more about that. And at some point along the line, I, I have to, I, I have to read this, and, and I will. I'm a little backed up. I'm looking over there on my left. There's about twenty books. You know, Trust me. I think yeah. every I think everyone understands that. That's one of the things I've noticed on Instagram is that's the running joke is your read to read pile, right? It's bigger than oh. your uh, oh, your it's, ability. It's beyond. Yeah, yeah, it's beyond. I, I sit there and I look at it. Um uh whatever. Um so yeah, Kristen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Uh, I really, really appreciate yep, it. Yep, thank you so much for being here. Uh wishing you uh all kinds of good things, merry and happy and healthy. And there's all kinds of ex- all kinds of exciting things going on in your life. Yeah. And, and you'll come back and we'll talk about it some more. Um uh so uh only good things to you thank you thank you thank you so much okay bye-bye stay there we're not leaving <laughs>